December. It is Friday, December 1st. It is week 13. It is the time of the year when people who maybe they just missed their playoffs, they're uh, they're moving even more of their action over to DFS, to FanDuel, to DraftKings, to Draft. And today, Santa Claus has brought you all a very, very special treat. A new host for the week. That's right. This is me, Jason Moore, from the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Filling in for Mike, the fantasy hitman, right as he gallivants around Disneyland with his family, thinking things like that are important. But he will he will be back next week, so everyone looking forward to his dulcet tones. Just make sure you keep listening. And as always, here on the Fantasy Footballers DFS show, we are joined by two of the brightest minds in daily fantasy sports. We have the Canadian conundrum himself Chris Meany and the young gun assassin Ben Cummins hey guys uh, I'm happy to be here with you today I have a super quick question for each of you this year this week what is your one Christmas wish to come true in week 13 Chris what's your wish well, that's a great intro, by the way. Uh, my one wish, I, it will, I'll have to go to Marcus Mariota. Mariota has disappointed me this I season. I believe that's pronounced Mariatu. Mariatu. Go on. <laughs> Maybe not up here in Canada. Um, <laughs> yes. For Marcus, I mean, he's just he's been very disappointing all season long, in my opinion, and especially last week. And for me, needing a win to get into fantasy football playoff time, I want to see him put it together with some of his weapons. Now, I don't know if it's Richard Matthews is going to be around, but I want to see him go to Corey Davis. I don't want Davis to be the, the third look. I, I watched the game last week. It was Delaney Walker. He's looking Eric Decker. Look so, to Davis. Know, it, sounds like you're, it sounds like you're asking for more wishes here. It started with Mariatu, <laughs> right. and then it's like, no, now it's Corey Davis. Make up your mind, Chris. Ben, how about you? What What is your one wish, your, your prediction that you're just like, man, it's got to happen this week? Well, I like really high-scoring games, and who doesn't, right? So – um, I'm looking at the Panthers Saints game this week, and I just I, I'm very intrigued by it, and I want to see a bonanza. I want to see points galore because two of my man crushes that I'm just crushing on hard right now. One, of course, is Alvin Kamara, pretty much just the greatest football player of all time. I want to see him continue to go off, but on the other side of the ball, as Chris Meany knows, my boy Christian McCaffrey, I want to see that blow up game from him, and it just. He's kind of had it, but he hasn't been all the way there yet. And I want to see McCaffrey match Kamara. Oh. I want both of them to go over 100 yards rushing and 100 yards receiving, which would probably mean we need Jonathan Stewart to just go away, <laughs> please. The, the rookie receiving back head-to-head matchup. I, I love it. Uh, my Christmas wish would definitely be that the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers continue their horrid stretch of defense on wide receivers, and I'm banking on it to continue. 
look, uh, everybody, we have a great, great show planned for you today. We are going to give you uh, these two great experts' picks on all the cash games, you know, those kind of heads-up games, the GPP picks, those big tournaments. You know, the you can't always go chalk in those, and we're going to get their picks on that. And then the three of us will face off. We've got a stack attack. Who are you pairing with each other for that Mondo combo? And a DFS battle royale to finish out the show. Also, make sure that you uh, you follow these gentlemen on Twitter. They are they are worthy Twitter follows. You can follow Ben Cummins at Ben Cummins FF, and you can follow Chris Meany at Chris Meany. And uh, you know you can follow me too. I won't I won't mind it. I'm at Jason FFL. I mean, I won't ever respond or or ever <laughs> talk to you. But uh, that that's not true. We try here, all three of us, to answer questions, help you guys out all week long. And before we hop into our first section, I just want to give the you know the listeners since since this is my one time here, I want to give them a little bit of insight into why Chris Meany and Ben Cummins are the core of the fantasy footballers DFS show. We sought these two gentlemen out and we picked them. Uh, we These were our first and second choices when we decided to make this show. Chris Meany has been around DFS for a long time and he is a, a proven commodity. Last year he was a top 10 uh, finisher, according to Fantasy Pros, for DFS picks. He is known to be one of the most accurate guys who's been in the industry for DFS. And then Ben Cummins, you know, is, is an up-and-coming – he's written for us for a couple of years and honestly was my go-to for a lot of DFS questions over the last couple of years. I remember the first time I met Ben in person. We were in Nashville, and he was showing me his DFS lineups. He had 37 different DFS lineups going – and he was cashed in 36 of them. I, I believe, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, you were just like a, a point or two away from an extra $10,000 on one of those? Uh, Jeremy Macklin catch away. Just, uh, <laughs> never forget Alex it. Alex right, Smith ben? threw the ball in the air and uh, threw it over the wrong shoulder. I'll never forget that pass. Yeah, so, you know, look, these, these guys know what they're talking about almost, almost as much as I do. So let's get into the straight cash. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. All right. These are the cash game pickums. And what that means is we are dealing with, uh, you know, you don't have to beat everyone in the world. You don't have to find that diamond in the rough that, you know, is just going to be no one else has many explodes. This is where you've got to beat half of the people, maybe a head to head matchup or something like that. You need a safe floor with, a, obviously, you always need upside. You can't win without upside. So these are the picks, the straight cash homie. We'll start with you, Chris. Tell us who you got at quarterback. Who who are you banking on this week? Yeah, Jason, I'm just going to go right up at the top. It's Tom Brady. He's the safest quarterback in football. We all know that. And just I wanted to talk about Tom Brady here on the show today is just because I feel like maybe he should be a fade in tournaments and GPPs because he's so expensive. And lately, he just hasn't had that 30-point game. Now, we all know he can do it. He hasn't had it since week three. It's been a lot of just safety with Tom Brady. And I think you can spend down this week and certainly in tournaments at the quarterback position. So Brady, I mean, all the numbers are right there. He leads the league in passing yards, completions. He's second in the league with 26 touchdowns. He's thrown 10 in his last three games. Uh, I just mentioned he's he's extremely safe. This is a really good matchup for him. Uh, and just a fun fact with, with Brady here and seeing some Boston stats roll around. And Tom Brady only needs to throw two touchdowns this Sunday in Buffalo. 
to pass Ryan Fitzpatrick for the most touchdowns at <laughs> Ralph Wilson since the last 20 years. It's uh. how successful he's been and a little bit of play and how brutal the quarterbacks have been in Buffalo. But he's just a safe cash play. It's not a bad idea to just start right there with Tom Brady. No, I, I actually love it. And I, obviously, whenever you start and you go, oh, play Tom Brady, you, you can have the eye roll. Well, it's like, of course. But this week specifically, you know, I was making my own rankings as I do every week. And I feel like it's Tom Brady as that kind of safe upside, and then it's a tier. He's his own tier right. this week. Where if you are in a in a you know one of these cash games, which you know our DFS battle royale is, you know we only have to beat two other people here. I'll give you a spoiler alert: Tom Brady's my pick at quarterback. So who do you have? Uh, who who do you have been at the quarterback position? Well, Jason, first I'd like to formally you know, request that you become the full-time host of this podcast. I know. After nice amazing, that no, amazing introduction. Thank you so much, sir. Welcome in. Love to have you here. Um, and, you know, we like to do, we like to give a lot of, um, you know, high price plays, but also some low price plays, especially in cash where obviously you're looking for that value from time to time. And so right now, you know, usually I'm mostly a DraftKings player. And I think, Tom Brady is the main play, like we already touched on. But if you're not going Brady, and I'm not super in, in love with it, I think that there, there's not really a ton of high-priced quarterbacks that I feel like I need. And so I think this is a week where it's okay to spend down at the position. And there's actually a couple of options that I like in cash. And the first one is Josh McCown. And I'm de- I mean, McCown is just so awesome. He continues to get it done. And I'm mostly looking at DraftKings because the salary, I feel like he's priced where his reputation has been, but not with how well he's been playing this year. 5,500 on DraftKings, 7,700 on FanDuel. He's 12th in the league in passing yards, 12th in the league in pass pass touchdowns. And here's a little bit of a list of some players that he's thrown more pass touchdowns than so far this season. (laughs) Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Derek Carr. Dak Prescott, RIP Eli Manning, and Cam Newton. So, uh, yeah. I mean, he's getting it done. He's affordable. He's at home. And the matchup is nice. He's, he's got a free-falling Chiefs team that are 13th worst in pass DVOA. They've allowed the fifth most passing yards in the league. And he even gives you a little bit of upside in the running game. And then if... Well, he's 38 years old. I mean, you know he's going to run. Right, he's got right. those he, fresh legs. He, exactly. He's got no regard for his, his, his body whatsoever. We've seen that over the years, and miraculously... <laughs> he, he refuses... I, Andy and I were talking about this when we were watching football this last week. He refuses to throw the ball before the defender is about to hit him. Yes. He's, he just holds... Yes. He's like, oh, wait, no, I can throw it without getting hit. I got to hold. Now I'll throw. You know, I, I, I really do like this pick a lot. He was one of the guys where if I'm spinning down... Um, I, I'm I'm definitely on. He is 38 years old. He's the he's the quarterback 13. He's playing Kansas City, so you know after this week he's probably going to be a quarterback one for the New York Jets at 38 years old, 13 weeks into the season, just like everybody thought before the season. Now I see here, Ben, that you have another name on this list, and uh, this one you're going to have to give me a little bit of. You're going to have to prove it to me. Tell me about this one. I'm not so sure. Who else you got? Yeah, the the other guy is Blaine Gabbert, and there's a little bit of a pricing difference here um, as well. So McCown, 5,500 on DraftKings. Blaine Gabbert's 4,700, and then you go over to FanDuel, 
McCown 7700, Blaine Gabbert 6400. And I agree, it's not one that I'm super pumped about, but it's all about the price when I feel like this is a week, and we'll touch on it a little bit later, where I want to get that safety at wide receiver. I want to get those studs because I feel like the tier fall off there is pretty steep, whereas some of these cheap quarterback options I think are, are, are potential options. And I just keep looking at what Gabbert did last week against Jacksonville. I mean, we're talking about the best defense in the league, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he still put up 19.34 DraftKings points, over 200 uh, or close to 250 passing yards, two pass touchdowns, and his first start, three pass touchdowns. He offers a little bit of mobility as well, and it just... It, Bruce Arians just loves this guy, and it's all positive talk, and I'm a big Bruce Arians fan, so I guess by the transitive property, that means I like Blaine Gabbert. He gets to <laughs> yeah. throw to Larry Fitzgerald, and even though the matchup looks kind of tough, like it did last week against Jacksonville, the Rams have allowed the second most passing yards per game over the past five weeks. They're starting to get a little leaky. Yeah, who would have, I, who I, I thought that the best right. performance against the Jags would have been Blaine Gabbert? Would have been the People blonde bombshell himself. Yeah, the blonde bombshell. He's he's been uh, he's been pretty good. And Ben, you bring up a, something I want to point out. Um, you you've been talking the difference in price between DraftKings and FanDuel. Most players, you know, they they play predominantly one place, but will play both. And if people aren't aware, our DFS Pass at DFSPass.com has this incredible tool. I know the two of you and myself and Mike, we use this tool every single week. Oh, yeah. That is a comparison chart that will show you every single player what they're priced at on FanDuel versus DraftKings, but also how that compares to the overall salary. So you can really tell, hey, I like this player this week. Let me go look where he is the most valuable, and uh, and you can get him. Hopefully, hopefully everybody got the DFS pass this last week when we were nuts, and we made it $10. This this is, I mean, honestly, our DFS pass. Craziness. Yeah, fifty bucks is a steal because a lot of a lot of places they you know this we talk about this show we're DFS for the rest of us. This is not your you know give me two hundred dollars a month and you'll get everything you know that that's right. the going rate for DFS. We're always fifty bucks a year. So I was thinking about this, and I I feel like maybe people didn't know that we had for uh, Black Friday that ten dollar deal for the rest of the year where you get week thirteen and fourteen and fifteen and sixteen and. 17 and the playoffs, you know, DFS doesn't stop when uh, season long stops. And so I, uh, without permission, I went and made myself a new coupon because I'm the host and I can do whatever I want. Wow. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> if you're listening, I want to <laughs> see, I want to see the power of this podcast. If you don't have the DFS pass yet and you want it, you can use the promo code Jason Host, all one word, Jason Host. <laughs> For uh, you can get that DFS pass ten bucks. I don't know. I'm Amazing. gonna turn it off probably after the weekend. I mean, definitely after the weekend. But you could try it. Get it now. Um, why not? We're crazy. We do whatever we want. Let's talk about running backs. Probably the most important position usually in fantasy football. Uh, Chris, who are you rolling out there for these cash plays at running back? It's another high price guy. I mean, I'll come at you with a low one. I know Mike likes that. They hit him high and hit him low. But listen, there's a lot of mediocre running backs, guys. There, there, yeah, there really is, especially this time of the year. And Todd Gurley is just not one of them. And he's been one of the safest guys. I mean, over on FanDuel, at least 12 FanDuel points in six straight games and 10 of his 11 games over on DraftKings. He's had one bad game this season. He had the six fantasy points that came in week five against 
against the Seahawks. Other than that, it's been 14-plus. Again, in case we forget the numbers on Todd Gurley and the bounce-back season that he's had this year, third in rushing yards, first in rushing touchdowns with eight, first in total scores with 11. He's second in carries. He's third in receiving yards. He's hit the 100-yard mark, 100 yard mark from scrimmage in eight of his 11 games. He's also had seven targets in his last game without Robert Woods there, right? Robert Woods sidelined. We saw that matchup, and we see Patrick Peterson probably going to be on Sammy Watkins. I mean, just forget about Sammy Watkins and more passing uh, attempts for Todd Gurley. So, I mean, he's caught four balls, 54 yards in that game, at least 45 receiving yards in four of his last five games. So I'm spending up for Todd Gurley. And uh, I'm going to look at J- Jamal Williams as somebody yeah. maybe save your yeah, cash. Yeah, you feeling all three of us here? We do, oh. With Aaron Jones, like, there's some reports he was limited in practice on Wednesday. I don't Who think cares? Yeah, for exactly. what? I don't think he's going to play. And even if he does, I don't think people should shy away from Williams because of that. And, you know, this is the guy that they drafted ahead of him. They're getting a good look here at Jamal Williams. And he's coming off a game where he touched the ball 25 times last week against a pretty good Steelers defense. Ended up with 135 total yards, two scores, uh, one on the ground, one through the air, so we know he can catch the ball. And, and you know what? The same just can't be said for the Buccaneers when you're comparing defenses here. They've allowed the most yards per game in the NFL, and the last three Williams has had 59 carries and nine catches. So I think he's a really solid play. $5,700 on FanDuel, $4,700 on DraftKings. I think that's where you're going to get your value from. Yeah, no, I, I love Jamal Williams over on the Fantasy Footballers podcast. He was my start of the week, and when I was looking at, at building my lineup, I, I believe he is my favorite play, uh, at least on, on DraftKings uh, of the week. He's just got enormous upside with such a – I feel like he's mispriced, which is uh, – hey, that's great. That's, that's what we're here to do, find those uh, mispriced guys. All right, who you got on the other side, Ben? Yeah, as long as the injuries aren't, you know, super, the injury news isn't super positive for Tymont and Aaron Jones, I, I'm right there with you guys. I think he's just a cash lock this week. But a couple other guys kind of right around that same pr- uh, price range a little bit that I like as well. Guys, they're actually, I know it's hard to believe, but there actually is a Patriots running back that we can trust right now. And his name is Deion Lewis. He's seen 15.2 opportunities, which is carries plus targets per game over his past five contests. And he's had double-digit carries in six straight games. He is that early down running back for the Patriots right now. He benefits from, obviously, playing on the Patriots that have scored the third most points so far this year. They're always in the top five in points scored. And we get to salivate at the matchup this week because he gets Buffalo. And ever since Buffalo traded Marcel Darius, they've been leaking in the run game. They're sixth worst in run DVOA, and they've allowed the 10th most rushing yards per game over the past five weeks, which kind of correlates with that Marcel Darius trade. Yeah, and not, then not only one, does that correlate with that, but if you, if you look at what happened to the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, right. uh, yeah. one got worse yeah. and one got better. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then another guy that I kind of like in that tier too is Marshawn Lynch. And I think this is a week where it, he makes a lot of sense in cash. Uh, you know, we have the pass catchers. Um, it doesn't look like Cooper's going to play. We know Crabtree is not going to play. And, um, you know, this is a matchup where he's playing at home against the Giants, a team that's free-falling and and that's starting Geno Smith this week, where I think the Raiders should be able to have a pretty good amount of success. And I think Marshawn Lynch is going to get the volume this week, which is, of course, what we look for, especially, you know, in all DFS, but especially in cash games. We want that safety. Lynch had 29 opportunities last week against Denver. And I think he gets the volume because they're going to have to lean on him in this matchup. And the Giants rank eighth worst in run DVOA and have allowed the second most rushing yards on the season. So good matchup, and I think the volume is there 
for yeah, him I, in this one as well. I completely agree. I mean, he's been, you know, this season he's been a double-digit carry guy, but it's been like 10, 11, 12. Last week when, when Crabtree got ejected and Cooper went down, they showed that they were relying on Marshawn Lynch over 20 carries. So I, I do think uh, this week there's – uh, there's some legitimacy to using him. He's like in a in a group of guys I I really like at his price range for uh, for running backs. All right, wide receivers, wide receivers this week in cash games. Uh, Chris, wow me. Well, Robbie Anderson has he done enough for you this season? To, he sure to wow has. You? He sure has. I love I him. mean, Ben is talking about McCowan, which I love three for three for McCowan this week. Absolutely. And Robbie Anderson, why not pair him up with his with his go to guy? And, yes. and Robbie Anderson touchdowns in five straight games, six over that span. He had 146 yards and six catches last week against a Panthers defense, which a lot of people like. You know, they're they're ranked high. Certainly, they're good against the ground. I, I'm not buying into their secondary, but certainly I'm not buying into KC secondary. And for Robbie Anderson, 100 plus yards in two of his last four games, 80 plus in three of the four. The Chiefs, uh, you know, Ben already mentioned it. This is a, a team that's free falling right now. They've allowed the fifth most passing yards per game. They've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I'm going to plug in Robbie Anderson and ride out the hot streak. $6,300 in DraftKings. I'm not sure I understand that price. And then sticking with wideouts and Cooper Cup, I, I talked about Sammy Watkins. I really do think Patrick Peterson will all be over. Sammy Watkins here in this game. He's kind of going to take him away. So for last week, looking at Cooper Cup without Robert Woods, eight catches, 11 targets, 116 yards. He's top five in red zone looks this season. Arizona's allowed the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I'm going to play Cooper Cup at that price as well. And Cup had a good game the last time he played the Cardinals as well. He did. (laughs) 40 to nothing will do that. Thanks, London. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, uh, Cooper Cup, he's he's a pretty popular name right now. I know uh, myself and Andy on uh, the Fantasy Football podcast show we disagree a little bit so Josh Reynolds has missed a little bit of practice Uh, I see that as as actually a little bit bad news for Cup he sees it as good news the only caution I'll throw out there for for Cup who is I mean look Sammy Watkins will be shadowed I I you know I, I love what Cup has done the targets are so secure that I I do agree Chris that this is a very good cash game pick because I think the floor is going to be high, especially in any kind of PPR format, which uh, all of these DFS platforms are. But uh, there's a narrative where it's like Patrick Peterson shuts someone down, the other wide receivers run free, and that was true early in the season when it was Justin Bethel on the other side of the field, Mm. but they kicked him to the curb. And I was looking over the last six weeks, the Arizona Cardinals – are sixth best in fantasy points given up against the wide receiver. But I do think in a cash games, Cooper Cup should have enough volume to be safe. I also agree with you that I would like to see Reynolds on the field. Uh, yeah, I would like I, to see him play. I think that would, you know, less attention from Cup. And I, you know, if Reynolds does play, we'll get to GPP plays in a little bit. You know, I like to get nuts. I'll play him in, in a, <laughs> yeah, a tournament maybe. or two Heck as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing with Sean McVay's offense is, you know, it's predicated on all of these different routes going, you know, so it's like if he loses too many pieces, the offense just might not be able to flow the same. But that's all right. That's all right. Ben has a solution for us. I think he's uh, he's hooked on something this week. Absolutely. And I threw it out a little bit earlier. I want that safety uh, in cash games at the wide receiver position. And Adam Thielen's going to give that to you. I mean, the dude is a stud. Hooked on a Thielen. Hooked on a Thielen, baby. Uh, tied for the fourth most receptions in the league. 
uh, fourth most targets in the league. He's third in receiving yards, just having an incredible season. He's a top-end wide receiver one that we don't view that way. That we don't Five view catches that way. in every single game this year. Oh, man. Hey, we don't view that way, and I really I don't have a problem with his price either. 7500 on DraftKings, which isn't all that bad. Uh, 7800 on FanDuel. He's even a little bit better value on FanDuel, and he just keeps getting it done. And I really, really like this game as well. Um, over under a 47 points in Vikings-Falcons. Think there's going to be a lot of points scored, um, at least especially from the Vikings uh, offense, because you know we'll see what, what the Falcons continue to do against one of the best defenses in the league. But love, love Keenum's balling out right now. Like Adam Thielen, like the matchup, and the Falcons are just middle of the pack and pass DVOA. They've allowed the 11th most passing yards per game. And in a very similar um, category is DeAndre Hopkins. And unlike last year, he continues to get it done despite poor quarterback play. And it is all about that volume, again, that safety that we look for in cash. Second most targets in the league, but only one behind Antonio Brown. Sixth in receptions, fourth in receiving yards. He destroyed Tennessee the last time he played him, and why wouldn't he? Tennessee is a great matchup for him. They're ninth worst in pass DVOA, and they've allowed the 13th most passing yards in the league. So I'm going safe there, and I'm going to find some other plays around that, like the cheap quarterbacks we talked about, like Jamal Williams, et cetera, at the running back position. Yeah, ben, I yeah. think he's a terrific value on FanDuel, especially you know $8,000. You just mentioned Brown. Like Brown is $1,100 yeah. $1, more than uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and this is a much better matchup for him. DeAndre Hopkins has just won me over. I mean, obviously, we all knew he was he was very good, an elite yes. talent. But these last few weeks, I mean, he's been going up against top corners against the Rams, Arizona, and Baltimore. Those are those are that's a tough stretch with bad quarterback play, and all he's done is had over 110 yards or a touchdown in all three of those matchups. So the only worry that there could possibly be with DeAndre Hopkins is that everything is lining up so perfect for him to be the best play of all time this week that that's usually when fantasy football tricks us and strikes again <laughs> right. for no reason yeah. without any kind of predictability. Otherwise, you know, if you're following the metrics and the film, they all say light up DeAndre Hopkins. So I like that. All right, we're at tight ends. Tight ends, Chris, you – a lot of people don't know this. Way back in the day, when we brought you on, I think it was the first time ever, Chris, when, when you were on the show for the Fantasy Footballers Podcast, we were doing the Daily Dose, the Daily Fantasy Take, every Friday on our show, and we asked for that sleeper tight end, and you threw out you a name. You guys thought it was nuts. You, you, yeah, you, you <laughs> said it was nuts, but you gave us confidence to play a guy that most people hadn't heard of, and Very holy barnage. moly. What's that? Gary, Gary Barnage. Barnage. Yeah. And uh, he went full carnage that year, so that was a great pick. <laughs> I expect that another one right here. Well, this one is not as out there. Um, it's Jimmy Graham. Never it's heard of him. Great never, pick. never heard of him. Jimmy Graham is. I don't actually understand the price. I mean, if you just look at what he's done lately, I just, I honestly I don't get it. I can't agree anymore with you. I, I, I was like struggling because I wanted Gronk in in all my lineups that I was, but I'm like. You can get $2,000 less for Jimmy Graham? Yeah, we all love Gronk. I mean, $7,300, Kelsey, 7. Ertz has had a phenomenal season, 6-9. Evan Ingram, 5-7. And then you see uh, Jimmy Graham, $5,500. And, and the same thing on FanDuel. I mean, he's $6,700. I think he's a value there as well. I'm just, I'm really shocked. that This game is the third highest total on the board. The, the Eagles are the number one offense in, in football. There's no Cam Chancellor. There's no Richard Sherman. If they, they score... 
the, the same thing is going to have to continue here with Russell Wilson and throwing the ball. And just look at the red zone numbers. I mean, nobody uh, – Jimmy Graham, 23 red zone targets. That's the most in football. 14 red zone catches, the most in football. Eight red zone uh, touchdowns, the most in football. And the same thing can be said inside the 10. This team has no run game. You can't run on the Eagles. I mean, they stopped the running running backs all year. You're talking about the Eagles. They have the number one offense. The Eagles very well might have the number one defense. But listen to this. Over the last six weeks, the Eagles, they are number two against the quarterback. They are the best against the running back, and they're the second best against wide receivers. You can't do anything on them except they're 15th against yeah. the tight end. So wow. where is it going to go? You can, you can attack them in the middle of the field. Uh, exactly. You're right. No, I, I mean, and then the price, it just doesn't make sense. Really yeah. love Jimmy Graham this week. Yeah, I mean, four touchdowns last three games, eight in his last seven. There's consistency there. It's a big enough sample size to play this guy. All right, Ben, you're, you're, uh, you're living a little dangerous. I love the quarterback right now. I'm kind of obsessed, even though I'm getting grief in the office. Last week, only four receptions. Half of them were touchdowns, though. Who you got? <laughs> yeah, he came through in a big way on Thanksgiving. And before that, we're talking about Kyle Rudolph here. You know, it is the holiday season, which I think gives Rudolph oh, a little a great bit of a, point, a boost as well. Solid analysis. A- absolutely. Um, but before Thanksgiving, this is a guy that had seen seven-plus targets in six straight games. So you're getting that guaranteed volume from Rudolph. And even when he doesn't get seven-plus, like we talked about, he still blows up on Thanksgiving, catching all four of his targets for 63 yards and two scores. Like I already talked about with Adam Thielen, I'm really intrigued by this game. Think the Vikings will put up some points. And the Falcons' pass defense, again, they're a pretty good defense, but they still give up a lot of passing yards. And that should help a guy like Kyle Rudolph, who's just a solid, solid play in cash. And kind of like what you guys talked about with Jimmy Graham with the price, I look at Kyle Rudolph's price at 4500 on DraftKings. Um, a little bit more of a value there. He's 6000 on FanDuel. But at 4500 on DraftKings, I just don't think he should be that cheap, and I want to take advantage. Yeah, I don't blame you there. The Falcons over the last six weeks, they're the seventh best against wide receiver, 16th against tight end. So uh, Case Keenum's been thrown to what has been open, and it very well could be Kyle Rudolph. All right, we're going to get over to those guaranteed prize pool picks, those huge tournament picks. Before we do, I want to make sure everyone is aware, this show is brought to you by us and our DFS Pass, which I have now made 10 bucks again. Host. The yeah, Jason Host. Use the coupon code Jason Host and you get it. Everything that we're talking about on this, that they're in article form, and you can actually get a, a lot more players, a lot more advice through the DFS pass. All those tools we talked about, Vegas reports and more. And we've also got Jake Seeley, another longtime, highly proven, accurate ranker involved in the analysis. So go to DFSPass.com and uh, make sure you get it. Jason Host for ten bucks the rest of the season. All right. Let's uh Let's get into some of these big plays. You down with GPP? Yeah, you know me. I am. All right. Chris, who you got at quarterback for these big tournament plays? Well, Ben wished it at the start, and whatever Ben wishes, he gets. He's going to get a high total here between this Carolina game and this Saints game. It's, in fact, the second highest total on the board. I love Newton, and I love Breeze. I like Breeze a little bit more. Uh, this week, and he's affordable. I mean, his price is it's dropped. And on Fanduel, they're both the same price, Cam and and Breeze. But on DraftKings, I mean, sixty five hundred dollars. We know the upside uh, for Drew Breeze. It's inside a dome. It's a controlled environment. The Panthers rank fifth best rush DVOA defense according to Football Outsiders. But 
you know, they'll probably still have their hands full with Kamara and Ingram. Kamara has been unbelievable. But Brees, his best game this season, in fact, has actually come against Carolina. It's the only game this year where he's thrown more than two passing touchdowns. He threw three. We saw McCowan last week light up this Panthers defense. I told you earlier, I'm not buying into it right now. So uh, give me Brees and what could be a shootout. And if you want to spend down my Let's Get Nuts quarterback of the week, is Blake box of Bortles chocolates? You never know what you're going to get with this guy. You really just don't. 23 points last week. Uh, he reminded us what he can do on the ground, right? I mean, he's not going to run for 62 yards and score two rushing touchdowns every week, but Bortles he threw, should. He should. I wish he would, especially this week. But Bortles threw a season high 330 yards when he played the Colts five games ago. Uh, you know, Rashawn Melvin is just the latest to go down in this secondary. That's already bad to begin with. Uh, they give up a lot of yards. A lot lot of points is you can attack this team so uh i'm in and, and in that game they had 300 300 yards 330 yards he only had 18 completions so uh I yeah like he's no. got a new weapon there in dd westbrook so i'm buying into Bortles this week dd westbrook has has looked good i think i think the weapons are there indianapolis is also known as a horrific team in general so i i could say that it's a little bit nuts i mean i you know i uh i'm considering starting him in my dynasty league i'm not thrilled about it but the price is good a little bit nuts but let's get full, full like open the can of nuts, nuts. Let's do it. Ben, are you going to start a guy in your lineup who is a first-time starter? Are you going to do that? Yeah, I am. And uh, I'll see Blake I Bortles. I guess he started a few games in the past. I think it'll be in three, the past, maybe. In the past. And I will raise For a different you team. Jimmy Garoppolo. And Ooh. I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I truly think he has the ability – to be an elite talent in this league. And this is what you want to do in tournaments. You know, obviously it is a small sample size, but you kind of have to lean into that unpredictability in tournaments and, you know, decide what you think is going to happen. And Garoppolo, who has a 67.7% completion percentage for his career when he did play for the Patriots uh, and a, an impressive six touchdowns to no interceptions in his career, albeit a small sample size. I think that that can continue. And again, you know, we have to pay attention to ownership percentage in tournaments and the majority of your competition is going to want to see it first. So we know he's going to be super low owned. And I just like the ability to have the option to roster a guy at a very cheap price that I think that if he continues to be the starter is easily going to be at least a thousand dollars more expensive here in a couple weeks, because that's yeah. where I think yeah, no, that's I, where the talent is. And I, the bears aren't a fantastic matchup, but they also don't scare me either. The three and eight, and they're middle of the pack in past DVOA. So I think he has the ability to have a much better game than people think. I, I, I agree with you. And a lot of that's going to be on the back of Marquise Goodwin. And, and yes, what you're saying yes. is true in the sense that people want to see it first. Well, that's how you get, you know, it's like buying a stock before it blows up. Of course, yep. everyone's going to buy in once they see it. But you want to get in early, a tournament play. This is the type of thing where not only will the ownership be low, but if he succeeds, this will be the lowest he's priced all year. Exactly. So you can get in. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of spoiling your stack. I, I peeked ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as a as a <laughs> tournament stack, I actually really like the the Goodwin Garoppolo combo. Nice, all right, let's go. Running backs, Chris. Sell us on Melvin Gordon. Mike does not like Melvin Gordon. He says Melvin Gordon is not good. What say you? Yeah. You know what. <laughs> 
it's hard to argue that, to be honest, when you see some of the stats. It's, it really is. Like, the yards per carry numbers have never been there with this guy. I mean, zero touchdowns his rookie season, double digits his second. And, and again, like, it's just he's been very frustrating to play. But I'm just looking at game script. I'm looking at a team that's 13.5-point favorites at home. A team that's really good, actually, against the run. Certainly, Football Outsiders has them as the second-best run defense in the league. But... I'm just, again, this is a couple shots for Phillip Rivers. Maybe he falls in the end zone a couple times. If they get up in this game like they've been up before, and we saw what they did when they gave the ball to Austin Eckler, he put it on the ground. So maybe they'll think twice about that, and Melvin Gordon could just run out this clock. So I'm going to spend up for Melvin Gordon. He could have two, three touchdowns in this game, and, and I mean, that's really enough. I mean, he falls no. in the end zone a couple times. And Absolutely. Full it, disclosure, I yeah. disagree with Mike, and I think Melvin Gordon is great for what they need which is a volume back right. who can get in the end zone. And this this is the perfect matchup. You said that. Big home favorites by Vegas usually score touchdowns. I'm going to get a little crazier with you guys and uh, talk about DJ Foster. I really want to get Jason's thoughts about Foster, but uh, let's start first with mine. And this, again, is about game script with, with Arizona and the Rams. If You talked about the game in London. If this game does get out of hand, they want to pass a little bit. Andre Ellington was released. Kerwin Williams not expected to play in this game. Uh, they're not going to give the ball to Adrian Peterson 20 times if they are going to be down in this game. I think he's a, just a sleeper, a little sneaky play on DraftKings, especially three thousand dollars and if you look you remember with foster part of the practice squad in new england they wanted to use this guy as a pass catcher and you know they don't mess up often with running backs i mean they they know what's going on over there they bring him over in arizona i think this is an opportunity in 27 offensive snaps he's got four catches six targets 44 yards he played both running back and wide receiver at arizona state so i think it's a sneaky play Uh, if you're into playing a lot of tournaments you want to save some cash i think at three grand catch a few balls can certainly return value for you i actually love this pick i think it's a a really a sneaky snart as as we say on the the main show um dj foster is part of the reason that andre ellington was let go right you know they saw something in him that could replace what andre ellington uh, you know has done and and now there's reports the neck injury suffered in practice from adrian peterson he's you know uh, limited right now it's possible he might not play. I expect that he will, but it's also possible he re-aggravates that injury, and you have basically the entire running back core in DJ Foster at $3,000, a tournament play type of winner where you can spend up elsewhere. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. But you want to know who I like even more? Is this next guy from Ben Cummins. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'm assuming you're talking about Jordan Howard. I sure am. Yeah. and I'm, I, I'm not talking about your other one. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll have to sell you on that one in a minute. But yeah, Howard falls into the ultimate tournament play category right now because what did he, what did he do last week? 3.9 DraftKings points. Uh, I believe it was nine opportunities total. So why are we going to play him this week? Well, the environment is completely changing. For one, the Bears were on the road last week. This week, they're going to be at home. Secondly, they played against the Eagles last week, who entered that contest with a 9-1 record. Now this week, they get to play the 49ers, who come to Chicago with a record of just 1-10. And on top of all that, you look at the matchup, and the 49ers rank 11th worst in run DVOA. They've allowed the third most rushing yards on the entire year. And the game flow of this game should be much better for Howard. The Bears are actually favored which obviously was not the case last week in Philly when they got blown out. And when you look at 
what his what Jordan Howard's season-long opportunities tell you about what he should do in a game with a favorable game script, he has seen the third most carries in the entire league. Okay, so this isn't just a, oh, well, hopefully, you know, the environment's better, so all the volume's going to be there. We've seen the volume not only this year, but last year as well, when the game goes the way that John Fox you know, lame duck John Fox wants it to go. Jordan Howard is going to get the opportunities. I think he gets them. I think he takes advantage. And oh yeah, there was that whole 117 rushing yards and three scores on the same defense in Chicago just last season. So what do you think about that, Jason? Uh, Look, Jordan Howard, if he pushes 30 carries, I'm not going to be surprised. Running backs get carries against San Francisco. They get them week in, they get them week out. At home, I, I like everything to do with Jordan Howard. If he ends up Me this too. week as the number one running back, I I don't think anybody should be surprised because the matchup li- lines up. Now, of course, Ben, if your Jimmy Garoppolo hope, you know, right, comes true right. and he and he smashes it, then then there is that world where, you know, maybe Tariq Cohen's more involved. But probability says that Jordan Howard is a great play. Much more so than Jarek McKinnon. Talk me into him, Ben. Okay, okay. Well, he's pretty affordable. And, you know, as you touched on earlier, you know, PPR scoring formats is is what almost every, if not every DFS side is. And that's where McKinnon's upside can be unlocked. And I really like um, the potential for that to happen in this matchup. First of all, it's easy. I think he's going to be super low owned, which is what we look for, because it's easy to look at it and say, oh, Latavius Murray's, you know, super involved right now, so I can't play McKinnon. But actually, McKinnon has still been very involved as well. He's averaged 19 opportunities per game over his last seven contests, and a lot of that comes from that that those opportunities in the receiving game. Um, in his past four games, he's had a seven target game and a 10 target game. And I could see that happening again, again, because the high over under it's in Atlanta. I don't think Minnesota who's just been so good all year is going to be able to control this game the way they have so many times because they're on the road. And because Atlanta is finally starting to look like a good team all of a sudden again. And I think that's going to be the case. I think Minnesota can, can definitely win, but I don't think they're going to do it in any convincing fashion, which is going to mean more pass attempts for Case Keenum. And with that, it's going to be more targets for McKinnon on top of the fact that he's still been involved in the rushing game as well. And again, I've touched on it already. Falcons, pretty good defense, but they still allow a lot of uh, passing yards and they've struggled at times in the past covering those pass catching running backs. So this is a guy at a low ownership percentage that I could see having a blow up game. And if that happens... You could be sitting pretty in tournaments. Yeah, yeah just, when, whenever you go ahead. Jason. So, so I was going to say, whenever you you start by saying you got to convince me, and you know have that kind of emotional stance towards a player, you know if there is a convincing argument, that's a perfect pairing for a tournament play because ownership will be right. low. People aren't expecting it. That's that's kind of what you need if you're going to be a contrarian enough to separate yourself from the pack. Yeah, and just to further that, I mean, Ben, you talked about how the Falcons have struggled against running backs who can catch. I mean, they've given up a league-high 71 catches to running backs. And I don't know if you saw this week, and McKinnon said, you know, he grew up 30 minutes away from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. He went to high school there, and he Ooh, has a touchdown celebration ready to go this oh. weekend. Maybe oh. he jinxed himself with oh, that. I love this. Uh, no, you oh, know what? I, I've got this more. theory. Yeah. I've got this theory in the background that those type of things, whenever I find those out, I, I actually like those because the coaching staff knows right. that. Right, exactly. And they get down there near the goal yes, line, and if exactly. they've got a play drawn up Absolutely. to you know fake it one way and go to McKinnon, you know, in a, in a little pass, give him that 
Yeah. I mean, they're not going to purposely harm themselves, but they, they, I'm sure they have great goal line plays with McKinnon. We've seen some of those called his way recently. So, yeah. hey, that, that's some great – That's I, I was unaware of that. I'm looking forward to the dance. It's going to happen this weekend. Very nice, Chris. Let's go. Uh, all right. And not only do you have great insight there, but the only other guy that I think might be as mispriced personally as, uh, as Jamal Williams – is this next wide receiver your pick here in the tournament play, Chris? Tell us who it is. Yeah, Mike Evans. I mean, <laughs> Mike Evans' price has dropped dramatically, and it's because there's been no Jameis Winston lately. Let's be honest. I mean, his price tag is is fantastic, and Evan, and Winston is expected to play in this game. He's already cleared. He's practicing. He's ready to go. And Evans had at least seven catches in four of his first six games of the season with Winston. He had at least five grabs and 67 yards in five of those six games, and Evans also had four touchdowns in his first six games with Winston. Winston's not a afraid to throw the ball to Evans 30 times if he has no, to. I, he's I mean, not afraid to do that. What's crazy is, you know, if you look, he's got, uh, you know, I think like the six most targets since week nine. Uh, you know, in the last 28 targets that have come by Fitzpatrick, Mike Evans has only caught 12 of them. Exactly. Yeah, right. You know, that's – if – put it this way. If Jameis Winston had been the quarterback in week nine, 10, 11, and 12 – there's no way possible in this matchup against Green Bay, which might be the only team worse at guarding wide receivers than Tampa Bay, there's no way that Mike Evans would be priced where he is priced right now, which means this is the week to take advantage of him. Yeah, $7,500 on FanDuel, $7,100 on DraftKings, and you're going to come at you with another low one. Seth Roberts, I mean, we're talking about this Oakland team, and we're talking about teams that are checked out. I love the Lynch play, but, I mean, this team's going to have to throw the ball a little bit, too. No Crabtree, most likely no Amari Cooper. Janoris Jenkins is done for the season. Roberts is $4,900. The matchup is all right. Carr, as I mentioned, not a lot of weapons there. And, I mean, he had nine targets and five catches two games ago. He had 21 red zone targets last year, if you remember, which is a little bit shocking. Oh, I remember. <laughs> yeah, everyone's I begrudgingly like, remember yeah, where's why Cooper? they continue where's, to throw him yeah. the ball. Where's all the red zone targets from Cooper? They're all going to Seth Roberts. But uh, amazing, Seth Roberts, more red zone targets last year than Cooper's first three years. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to play Seth Roberts at $4,900 on FanDuel. And, you know, I'm probably going to play him more so on DraftKings at $3,700. I think there's a shot here. The Giants, this team is not good. Yeah, the, the way that I view this, and, and I almost had Seth Roberts in, in my lineup that I made. In fact, I did have him in my original lineup. Someone, someone there is going to be incredibly valuable, whether it's Seth Roberts or Corderell Patterson or Johnny Holton. Count me One on of those three guys. Patterson. What's that? You said, Count me on Team Corderell Patterson. This there week. you go, and and I I might lean towards Johnny Holton. So we got like yeah. this triangle okay. of guys. If you want to, I mean, if you've got this great lineup or you know a great core of guys, you might just want to make three different lineups that pop one of these guys in because one is going to hit. That's my belief. One of these guys will have a really great game, and all three are are you know dirt cheap. They're basically just as free as you can get at the position. Uh, all right, Ben, what you got? Papa Raiders pass catcher right next to D.D. Westbrook. I believe his name was already mentioned on this pod, and uh, he just has a phenomenal matchup. We know the Colts are terrible. Uh, they rank fifth worst in pass DVOA. They've allowed the third most passing yards in the league, and they're without Vontae Davis. And now their best cornerback that was left after Vontae Davis went out, Rashawn Melvin, is out. Meany, I think you already brought that up. So um, I've, I've been amazed at how quickly – Westbrook has become a huge part of this offense. It looks like Alan Hearns isn't going to play yet again. We know Alan Robinson, RIP from earlier in this year. And so there's targets available. And that's why Marquise Lee was 
a solid cash option over and over and over. But all of a sudden, Westbrook comes back, gets six targets in his first game, and then sees 10 targets last week in just his second game. This was a collegiate standout. He showed it to us in the preseason with two 100-plus yard receiving games, and now he's already starting to show it in the regular season. Caught six passes for 41 yards last year. He's cheap. I don't expect his ownership percentage to be through the roof, and the matchup is there, so I love D.D. Westbrook in tournaments, and I his name was also said earlier, and this is my stack because if I am buying into Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm buying into Marquise Goodwin because remember, Pierre Garçon is out, and Marquise Goodwin, you know... It's all that's left. It, it, yes, it's, it's all that's really left, is, yeah. and if the quality of targets are better from Jimmy Garoppolo, which is exactly what I expect, and the volume is there because he's all that's left, we also know on top of that that Goodwin has that game-breaking upside. He's 17th out of all wide receivers in air yards this year, which measures um, the total yards on completions and incompletions. And so what that tells us is he's being targeted deep downfield. And we saw that a couple weeks ago with that 83-yard catch. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a fast guy. This isn't like everybody in the NFL is fast. Marquise Goodwin is like he can go out and win medals at the Olympics (laughs) for being fast. So, no, I I, I love those. I'm really interested at this next pick, this tight end pick. I I was playing around with him. There There are a lot of metrics to say that he's going to completely come back to form. He was a top six tight end in the beginning of the year, and his quarterback went away, and his numbers went away, and his targets went away. But the Green Bay Packers... They're, I believe, number one against the tight end. So, so sell me Chris Meany on Cameron Brait. Yeah, I know it's not a great matchup, and it's okay. It's it's one that I think you know he can get by, and I think you mentioned it with Winston. It's the same effect here. I think we joked about it last week. Certainly, I did about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, wanting nothing to do with Cameron Brait and just going to OJ Howard. I mean, Brait hasn't had more than one catch in his last four games with Winston, and he only had seven targets in his last three. But Brait went on a four-game run with Jameis earlier in the year when he had at least he had at least four catches and a touchdown. I know one of them was in Arizona, and I believe it was with Brian Fitzpatrick, but these two have a connection. Last year, he led the league in in touchdowns. He had eight of them, him and Hunter Henry uh, among tight ends, that is, for the league lead in touchdowns. It's just there's a connection there, and when it when it's in the red zone, he he goes to him. He really has. I've seen it in the start of the season. So I think from a daily standpoint, from a GPP, I think he's back on the radar. When you look at him, you know, on DraftKings, I mean, twenty nine hundred dollars. Yeah, is is free. Why not? I mean, Fanduel is is a bit much. Five thousand. You're better off just paying up at the tight end position at that point. But he basically is free in your lineup, and we know that the connection is there between these two guys. Yeah, I love it. And Ben, I know that you know I like this pick because you stole him. From my start of the week on the other show, Hunter Henry the Goose himself. Why? Yeah, man, yeah. So, I mean, he's obviously a hit-or-miss type of player, but that's exactly what you have to embrace in tournaments. We've talked about it over and over and over. And, you know, we saw Henry get back on the positive side of things last week uh, on Thanksgiving when Rivers was going ham. And I think that he can carry some momentum over because the matchup is so nice. He gets Cleveland. Cleveland ranks sixth worst in past DVOA. They've allowed the third most fantasy points to the tight end position so far this year. I think Rivers keeps it going. He's a fine play, although he's a little bit more expensive. And this is the guy in this offense that you can still get in a great matchup at a pretty cheap salary because obviously the last two weeks with what Keenan Allen's done, his price has gone through the roof. But Henry, still pretty affordable. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. I mean, look, when you're playing against Cleveland, when you're playing against the Giants, 
you light up your tight ends. So it's you know the, we, we we stick to some of the basics here as well. The, the, yes. You know, sometimes you don't you just don't want to overthink it. All right, we've talked about some of these guys, but let's get our official stacks. Stack attack. Stack attack. I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off here with my own. My stack of the week is Mike Evans and Jameis Winston. Because Jameis Winston has been gone, both of these guys are underpriced. And I would go ahead and say, you want to get nuts and go with that triple stack of Jameis with Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson just because of price and because of how bad Green Bay has been against wide receivers. Tampa can't run the ball to save their life right now. Doug Martin probably not even going to play. And even though I do I, I do see some of the metrics on that Cameron break call, Meanie, we do know that Green Bay has usually shut down the tight end because they say, all systems go, pass to our wide receivers. And so I think, uh, I think Winston's going to have a nice first game back. That's my stack. Who wants to go next? I can jump in because we already talked about it. Thanks a lot, uh, Jason. Impressive, but, uh, <laughs> Ben, that you would follow that take. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's Jimmy Garoppolo and Goodwin, and I am just you know enamored by the unknown because we know that they're going to be super low owned. It's going to be a super low owned stack, and if Garoppolo is this really good quarterback that we just haven't seen it yet, um, except for a couple games in New England, and it ends up starting to come to fruition on Sunday, and you can get him at 5% ownership. And Goodwin does use that track speed, that Olympic speed that was just touched on to get over the top of the defense. Um, this could unlock some upside here, and you know Garoppolo and Goodwin could have you sitting very low owned at the top of a GPP leaderboard, and I'm very excited about it. Very, very nice. All right, Chris? I'm spending up. Mine's a little bit expensive. I mentioned Drew Brees. It's the Saints. I mean, it's the, it's the second highest total of the week. And one of the things I do at the with the ultimate DFS pass is a Vegas report and looking at team totals as well. And the Saints have one of the highest team totals this week. And I think there's a discount with Brees. So you're, you're, you're saving a little bit of money there. Thomas is expensive, but not as expensive as we're used to seeing $6,900. Again, I'm not buying into the secondary in Carolina. I mean, you go back to week three. Uh, eight eight targets, seven catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown for Michael Thomas. I mean, he only has two scores this year, and why not continue to play Alvin Kamara? There's enough value this week across the board where you can afford all three of these guys. Kamara is just balling out. There's really nothing to say about this guy. 8.3 yards per touch. It's unbelievable what he's doing. Uh, just ride it out. Ride it out. Yeah, he yeah. really is. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't blame any of you for your stacks. I think they're all excellent. Great stuff. Here's the real question. We're going head to head to head. The three of us. We're gonna put our money where our mouth is and and uh, show who's best. And next week when Mike is back, I want to know who won. Okay, because I just I'll add want it up my, for you. I want my name brought up again. That's that's pretty much the only reason since <laughs> I already know the. If you uh, win, maybe you just keep hosting, right? You just there you Mike go. Right well, then there. I would never stop hosting, so that's <laughs> not gonna work. All right, here we go. Let's get into it. <laughs> DFS Battle Royale. We'll save the best for last. So, Ben, you're up. <laughs> okay, okay. Sounds great. Um, so yeah, so this, this is a perfect way to start it off. I, my quarterback is Blaine Gabbert. I already touched on him earlier. And I just need Gabbert to do enough because I feel very confident about the rest of my roster, which is Jamal Williams, Deion Lewis. I'm going with that safety at wide receiver, Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas. 
I love the price of Kyle Rudolph as my safe tight end. I got to get the upside in the matchup of D.D. Westbrook in the flex. And as much as I thought about trying to save salary at defense, guys, I don't think I can pass up the Jaguars. <laughs> you can't. Ten sacks the last time they played the Colts, and then Brissett just got sacked eight times last week by the Titans of all defenses. They've given up the most sacks. Saxonville's yeah. coming at it, and that is my team. Yeah, no, I, I don't blame you for the defense. In fact, I'll be honest, I, I don't know anybody's teams here, but I'm going to be shocked if Chris Meany's defense isn't the Jags. But take us away, Chris. It actually isn't, but it's, oh, the, okay. it's the Chargers. It's the Chargers. I, okay. it's, yeah. it's, it's a close second. Um, nobody's throwing more picks. I mean, this defense right now in L.A., I mean, we all know it's balling out, and pro football focus just came out. Number one pass rusher, Joey Bosa. Number two, Melvin Ingram. Number one corner, Casey Hayward. Number 12, Trevor Williams. Yeah, good luck, Cleveland. I've got a list of four defenses that I really love this week, and the Chargers are definitely on that list yes. against Cleveland, along with the Jags I agree. and the Bears. And then, uh, you know, Look, I know they've been atrocious, but the Broncos. Yeah, I like the Broncos thousand dollars against Miami. Yeah, and yeah Cutler. Cutler. I like the Broncos too. Right. They're written up in the DFS pass. Yeah, I, if you guys can, if anybody out there listening, I mean, you spend up for the Jaguars absolutely, especially on Fanduel. We talked about it last week. Only Hopkins and Brown average more. Vandal points per game this season than the Jaguars. It's unbelievable. Crazy. So Breeze is my quarterback. I think we're going to be on the same page here with running backs. Deion Lewis and Jamal Williams. I just don't understand the price uh, for either of these guys. Michael Thomas. Devin Funches. Now, I'll just say that if Lattimore does play, I mean, I'll play Funches against you guys, but I don't think that people can really go at Funches. I mean, Lattimore did not practice. He's downgraded as of you know Thursday. Uh, I mean, he's in my lineup right now. I want to get as much as this game as possible, guys. I think it really is going to be a shootout. Cooper Cup in there as well. Jimmy Graham, my tight end. And I'm going with Seth Roberts at the flex position. Yeah, I, I like both of your teams quite a bit. Um, they will be close second and third places to this team. I'm going to go with that tier one guy, Tom Brady. Uh, I don't usually spend up for the quarterback, but this this week I think there's running backs that are cheap that I like. One of them is Jamal Williams. Another one that I like is actually Kenyon Drake. He's the only guy in town, and he is very affordable. And Alex Collins. So I'm going I'm going a little bit cheaper on my running backs, but I believe in all three of those guys. I've got Collins in at the flex. And my wide receivers, I love the Tampa Bay wide receivers against Green Bay. So I've got both Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson. And, of course, i got to get Robbie Anderson in there. Just like you said earlier, he's been on fire, and he's playing Kansas City. He's at home. I like it. And uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, they're my D. And Jimmy Graham, I think he is underpriced. I just took advantage of him to get some of these other names in. So that rounds, rounds out my team. I am sorry, fellas. I know what you must be feeling to having feel heard already. that having seen it i just so you know, it, can't wait for mike to come back so i can have a chance <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I really hope i don't end up <laughs> well third said, <laughs> you know it's like if, if i'm a close second whatever but uh, next week it's like oh dude your team sucked <laughs> get him off get mike back in here and and actually mike will be back he will be back this next week maybe i'll pop in and say hi if i'm still around but uh it's it's been a pleasure to be here with you guys today. Make sure if you're listening, follow these guys on Twitter at Ben Cummins FF at Chris Meany. You can give me a follow at Jason FFL and follow our our main show's Twitter account at the FF Ballers. We will be back next week with a great show, as always. And don't forget DFSPass.com. You can use the promo code Jason Host to get it for ten bucks because. I can do whatever I want. So it's been a pleasure. Any parting words, gentlemen? 
Hey, man, thanks for the love. Oh, we enjoyed we having you here, sir. Appreciate having you here. Yes, well, good luck. It's, it's been great being here. And uh, try next week to enjoy yourselves after you've experienced this week. Listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.